0: Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, May 26, 2022. We're almost halfway through the year, if you can believe that. Uh, Before we get started today, it might be a kind of a long News and Views. I want to remind you to have your questions and comments in this uh, to me this evening. Posted in the comments area no later than 10 o'clock this evening. We are having a vid chat tomorrow at 3 p.m. This is a makeup vid chat because last week uh, the weather was going to get bad and it's been bad all week until just today. So uh, tomorrow is supposed to be sunny, so get your questions, comments in by 10 o'clock. I'm going to start, uh, we're scheduled to start at 3 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. I am probably going to start early to make sure that we get through everything that people have sent in. All right, now, I've got two articles here, and I, I want to link them because we've been watching this situation in the Ukraine unfold. We've been watching certain factions within the West try to ramp up the tension between the West and Russia. And we've even heard people talking about tactical nukes. We've heard people talking about false flag operations being done by Russia, of course, in the Ukraine, including the use of nuclear weapons. Uh, I don't put anything past the West right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they did some of these things themselves. But there's a lot more going on here than meets the eye. And one of them are the nuclear codes, the nuclear football. And I want to get back to that in just a minute. But by way of background, Paul Craig Roberts has an article out titled, New Developments on the Ukraine Front. Subtitle is, A French military expert explains the Ukraine, a story you will never hear from the prostitutes. And the New York Times abandons its demand for victory over Russia. There's two key paragraphs I want to read, uh, pardon me, three key paragraphs I want to read from this article, basically from the beginning, middle, and end. So here we go. Quote, let's not expect from our media the truth about the Ukrainian turpitude and exactions, unquote, says Colonel Jacques Guilmaine. The New York Times has abandoned the neoconservative demand for victory over Russia. Quote, a decisive military victory for the Ukraine over Russia in which the Ukraine regains all the territory Russia has seized since 2014 is not a realistic goal. Russia remains too strong, unquote. And again, quote, Mr. Biden should also make clear to President Volodymyr Zelensky and his people that there is a limit to how far the United States and NATO will go to confront Russia and limits to the arms, money, and political support they can muster. It is imperative that the Ukrainian government's decisions be based on a realistic assessment of its means and how much more destruction the Ukraine can sustain." Now, skipping to the middle here, this is uh, Paul Craig Roberts himself saying, quote, the powers that rule us have changed the narrative. The New York Times gives us the new one, quote, Recent bellicose statements from Washington, President Biden's assertion that Mr. Putin cannot remain in power, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's comment that Russia must be weakened, and the pledge by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that the United States would not would support the Ukraine until victory is won, may be rousing proclamations of support, but they they do not bring negotiations any closer. And continuing now with Paul Craig Roberts' comment, the powers that rule us have used the New York Times to open a front against the neoconservatives who control US foreign policy. We will see if the neoconservative warmongers can be brought to heel before they unleash Armageddon. As I reported would be the case, Russia's difficulty in the Ukraine is the consequence of the announced limited operation, which gave the otherwise ineffectual Ukrainian military and neo-Nazi thugs the opportunity to protect themselves by ensconcing themselves among civilians. And now I'm skipping toward the very end of this article. Quote, our first objective, and this again is the New York Times, our first objective is to prevent the reemergence of a new rival either on the territory of the former Soviet Union or elsewhere that poses a threat on the order of that posed formerly by the Soviet Union. This is a dominant consideration underlying the new regional defense strategy and requires that we endeavor to prevent any hostile power from dominating a region whose resources would, under consolidated control, be sufficient to generate global power, unquote. And there you have it, the resources, Russia's resources. The globalists do not want to have all those resources under the control of one sovereign entity. And that should tell you a lot about what's really going on behind the scenes. And, of course, Mr. Putin rejected any such notions of Uh, a restraint on Russian sovereignty. Now, why am I going through all of this? Because there's an interesting article by Alexandra Bruce, which I'm also going to be linking for you. And it's an article in which she's discussing a recent interview between Sean Stone and Juan O'Savin, and it concerns the U.S. nuclear football. Now, I'm not entirely on board with the theory being advanced by Mr. O'Savin, and you'll hear some of what that is. But, as you'll recall, I've been posing my own questions on occasion about who really has control of the uh, U.S. nuclear football. And O'Savin has a very interesting perspective on that, that I'll be getting into once we start reading this article, and who actually controls it and what's really going on. Now, as I say, I'm not entirely in agreement with this. He offers no proof or no evidence for his speculation, but I do think it's a speculation worth considering. So here we go. Uh, this was by Alexandra Bruce. This appeared on May 24th, 2022 on the Lou Rockwell website. Again, I'll link all this for you. And the title of the article is Juan O'Seven. Subtitled Big Update It's All About the Senate. So here we go. Quote Juan O'Savin tells Sean Stone that the Biden regime wants Russia to nuke the Ukraine in order to destroy all of the evidence of the endless corruption and money laundering that the crime families in our government have been running through there. He says they would nuke Ukraine themselves if they could, but they can't start a nuclear war because they don't have the nuclear codes. So in other words, all the talk about nuclear false flags uh, may be just that talk. Now, Mr. Putin can certainly launch nukes towards the Ukraine. Uh, we can assume that his nuclear football is not in the hands of a committee. But you recall shortly after the last presidential selection when the biden regime regime uh, basically grifted its way into the White House. And yes, folks, I'm one of those that believes that there was massive election fraud. Um, as a result of that election, I think that there were people, there was even talk of a committee from Speaker Pelosi controlling the nuclear football. And my suspicion has been, given the incompetence and sheer corruption of this man in the White House, that somebody has control of the nuclear football, and it's probably not him. So here we go. The Ukraine, in other words, is all about money laundering and all of that good stuff, and they're trying to protect their own sorry-you-know-whats. But continuing with this article, quote, O'Savin explains that there's a war going on within the U.S. government between federal bureaucrats within the Senior Executive Service, or SES, against those who control the nuclear codes, those who've been holed up at the Cheyenne Mountain Underground Base Complex in Colorado Springs since March 15th of 2020. And again, this is O'Savin's conspiracy theory that basically the Cheyenne Mountain uh, NORAD command center has been occupied by a group of people that actually do possess the launch codes in opposition to the SES people. Um, Now I'm skipping down in this article quite a bit because he gets into a little bit more detail or Alexander Bruce gets into a little bit more detail about this conspiracy theory quote Juan says Joe Biden was sworn in by Congress but his administration was never given the nuclear codes by these forces he continues to maintain as he has done for the past 16 months that the American populace needs to see the devastation being wrought by the Biden regime and to see who the real enemy is so that when the military finally does come into play The people will not fight against them as they come in to secure and protect the populace from those who've wrongly usurped power. Well, again, my problem with this, folks, is exactly the same as my problem with the Trump administration. You do not uh, put American people into harm's way just in order to make a point. You can make your point, and surely this is the weakness of Mr. O'Savin's conspiracy theory, you can make your point by going on the media and literally pounding the point home you do not need to hold the country economically hostage to a corrupt grifting admi- misadministration like this one so this is where i have difficulty with Osavins' conspiracy theory but he goes on to say this quote you shouldn't be looking for trump back in power at the presidential level anytime soon it's all about the senate and the spending. We're going to flip the Senate. You're going to see that the election's been shown to be false. And again, we're seeing more and more of this come out now. At least one position from the court's central position and others are going to follow. Any of those positions have to be reheard and re voted. And any of those bills that were passed, the spending, multiple, multiple bills that were within one vote in the Senate, will have to be reheard and revoted when that happens the first year and a half of the biden administration is going to have to be relived it's like you're going back in time now again folks i dispute that theory because the plain and simple matter is there's a course of performance there, there is a legal doctrine called course of performance that is in play and it relates i think in some respects to Stara de Saces, which is of course the idea of legal precedent Uh, The idea of going back and and re-voting on all of these things would establish a very, very bad uh, precedent in American law and American politics. But anyway, that's O'Savin's conspiracy theory that someone else has possession of the U.S. nuclear launch codes other than Mr. Biden, and that this is the real reason for the backpedaling now going on from the New York Times about the victory that the Ukraine was supposed to guarantee over Russia that looks, of course, rather dodgy. Uh, I'm not one of those that believes much of the narrative coming out about the mighty Ukrainian military. Um, but the problem here is these the nuclear codes may not be in Biden's hands. And that's, as I've mentioned before, a real problem for everybody. Because it also means, it, it also presents quite a problem geopolitically for Russia and China, is if Biden's not in control, who is? And would they actually use those launch codes if forced? Now, I do happen to agree with O7 that given the corruption and extent of the corruption in this administration and its backers, um, I would not be a bit surprised for them if they were able to to have pulled a tactical nuke false flag by this point in time so things are up in the air um, I mentioned this about the nuclear launch codes because I've speculated on this before others have as well and uh, this business about uh, nuking the Ukraine to cover up their own dirty money laundering and other schemes remember we've got the bio labs uh, and all of that emerging now in the Russian media. And it's not looking too good, to be quite frank with you. So this is one to watch. Uh, I, think, I think we should begin a process of trying to scrutinize exactly where those nuclear launch codes may be. And I personally not in any sort of rush to believe anything that this misadministration might say in that respect. So there you have it, folks. Don't forget, we've got a vid chat tomorrow at 3 o'clock Central Time, U.S. Central Time, in the afternoon. Please get your questions and comments in by 10 o'clock tonight. If you're if you're late, I'm simply going to have to archive them until the next vid chat. I am most likely going to start tomorrow's vid chat earlier than 3 o'clock, uh, just as a means of getting through everything that's already accumulated. And... Uh, also to try and kind of save my my voice a little bit so anyway we'll see you folks on the flip side bye bye and god bless